Camera rolling. You ready? Welcome back to Better Mondays. Thanks for being with us. Man, it's cool. I've gotten all kinds of comments and stuff after our first podcast. Um, blast from the past. Lots of friends um, from past shows I've done. And it seems like past lives, friends and family, everybody reaching out. Thank you for that. Um, man, if you have joined us for the second time, um, thank you for giving us a chance. I'm really hoping that something in Better Mondays gives you a deep breath um, and a new outlook on your job, um, which we covered last time is half of your life. I got to thinking about um, work on the way in a couple weeks ago um, to the job I've got now here at RootWorks, and I pass every day my first um, my first job, which was at the time called Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now it's KFC because the word fried has a lot of baggage, I guess. But when I, when I was 14, I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken here, not far from where I live now. And I pass it every day. And it reminds me, as I was working there, I was 14 years old, I had this boss that in retrospect was like incredibly unhealthy person, dealt with his own problems, I could tell. But it, it, um, created this anxiety for work in me and this understanding or this thought about what a boss is that I actually took from job to job to job for the rest of like until I was in my 30s and I never even realized it so I this guy was passive aggressive um, he was really really scary to me as a 14 year old kid I don't even know if you can work at fast food at 14 now but you could then um, and I, I was just scared to death of him and it grew in me this understanding of what a boss was that I didn't even realize had grown inside of me. Um, and so I took it to my first, you know, the first job I had in my career, and I felt the same way about my boss. And I began to think that that's just how bosses were. And so I took it to my next job. I went and worked for the Navy for a while, civil service, and took it to that job um, until finally... I got a job when I was in my 30s and my boss sat me down and said, you seem like a different person when we talk one-on-one -on -one from what I see you talking to, to the other employees we have here. And, and I, it really kind of caught me, caught me off guard. And after a little bit of conversation with him, I realized that I was imposing all of the things that I had brought from my first job, my first experience with my boss on every single job and every single boss I had after. It reminds me of this thing I'm fascinated with. It's called, I don't know if you know this word, it's kind of a weird word. It's called flotsam. And the idea of flotsam is there's this stuff floating around the oceans all around us in the waterways, rivers, creeks, and the ocean where it's just stuff from the past. I mean, like they're antiques and things people find, but there's wreckage from ships. There's obviously plastic and litter and stuff all over our oceans. And it just floats. And it's not kind of, it's kind of like not on top and it's not on bottom. It's just in the middle. And what we're finding out is that this flotsam, this stuff in the oceans affects everything. It affects our way of life. It affects the, the, the environment, the animals in the oceans and the waterways. And I think about flotsam, when I think about this boss that I had at my first job, the idea of his passive aggression, the idea of his style of leadership was like floating in my life. It was floating in my brain and coloring everything for me. 
until I finally had someone intersect the conversation that's going on inside my brain and say, you know, you got some things floating around in there. You've got, I think of it as residue of the past, just floating in your life and in your body and in your brain. And it's, it's, it's really affecting everything in your life. So as we start today's episode, I'm hoping you find some space um, to think about what kind of flotsam might be going on in you when it comes to work. You know, maybe, maybe you're middle-aged, um, you've been working for a long time, and maybe you had a f- your first job in fast food. Maybe you have a current job in fast food, and, and maybe you have had a bad boss as a, you know, in a landscaping job you did when you were a kid, or maybe your dad was hard on you, or your mom was tough on you when it came to work, and it's created in you this angst and anxiety, maybe some presuppositions about what work is and what your boss is and how you're supposed to interact with those things. I want to challenge that with Better Mondays. I want to stop and say, is there something in me that is keeping me from seeing my job in a way that is healthy and in a way that is it leads me to enjoying what I do for a living. My guest today um, is a friend of mine who honestly has blazed a new trail. And I, I, I got a chance to talk to her a little bit ago. Um, and the interview I did with her really isn't based on, on the idea of, of the residue of your past, but it is about challenging the presuppositions around work. It's about how you blaze a new trail sometimes in the way you think about work and life and maybe even the industries you work in, um, in the environment that you're in. How can we think differently about our job and what are we bringing to our work for the residue of the past that might be causing us this sense of of angst and anxiety um, and keeping us from loving our jobs? Ashley Lantiga um, is my guest today. And... <laughs> She refers to herself as the mother of her firm. She works in an accounting firm um, in Michigan, and her job title is different. Um, You're going to hear a job title from her that you've probably never heard and never associated with an accounting um, firm or with even a small organization. And she has just figured out how to use her job, her 40 hours plus a week during tax season, a lot more than that probably. Um, to as an excuse to kind of be who she is, to get paid for who she is. I, I really think you're going to like this. Check out this interview with Ashley. All right, Ashley, I'm so glad you're with us. Welcome to Better Mondays podcast. Thanks for being here today. Ashley's been a friend for a long time. Ashley Lantinga works in Michigan. And Ashley, you're going to have to tell our audience your title because I screw it up every time. That is all right. I, um, my title here at the firm is Director of Culture and Relations. What does that mean inside an accounting firm? Well, um, a few years ago, I don't know, about five years ago maybe now, we kind of came to the point where firm mom is kind of a weird, you don't put firm mother on the business card. That's even a weirder um, title. Yeah. Right, right. But a big portion of my job is just, uh, it was easy for people to come and talk to me about issues they were having within the firm or work-life balance or things like that. Um, and I made a conscious decision to try to like shift the firm and how we interact with each other, making sure we all get a breath. We know when people are at their pressure points. Um, so we realized that we needed to really just kind of hone in on that culture part and make it um, more intentional within the firm. Well, you and I have been talking about culture for a long time now um, and trying to figure out how to help people love their jobs more 
you know, throughout the accounting industry for sure. But it's kind of evolved into this Better Mondays conversation where we've just said, you know, that anybody who, who works for a living, which covers a good portion of the, of the country, um, anybody who works has had this feeling of like, I got to get up and do this again. Have you had a time in your life where you've had that sort of a zombie feeling about work where it's like, I'm just trying to get through it so that I can get to the weekend? Absolutely. I think anyone that tells me that they haven't, um, they're <laughs> lying to you. Yeah. Um, there was a point in my life where I call it the Sunday scaries, you know, about like five, six o'clock, you get done with dinner and you're like, man, tomorrow's Monday, uh, early on in my career. Um, but there just became a point where I decided to just make a real conscious decision to think of it not as a job that's like a Monday through Friday and just kind of an extension of my personal life. Um, you know, it's just part of life and, and it's a career. And, and why would you want to go into it dreading it when if you kind of change your mindset and stay positive, you can go into it kind of on top of your day. Yeah. Uh, that made a huge, just even thinking differently made a huge change for me. Man, mindset is really the point of this show is to help people get a, a new perspective. Um, can you can you think about a time where work got bad enough that you felt like um, I have to make a significant change here? There has to be something different. I mean, I think anyone in the accounting world yeah. <laughs> those days come up usually January through April fifteenth. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, where you're, you're working Saturdays, sometimes you're working Sundays and you blink and then it's Monday morning again. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't, I can think of a few years back before I had my second child and I was juggling being a new mom here. Um, you know, Scott pulled me aside. The McEwens are very intentional about making sure we have work-life balance hmm. um, and explaining to me like, you know, it's okay. You know, letting a card fall isn't the end of the world because you have to breathe. And it's really important that as leaders with a firm, you recognize that with your team, because usually if you give them just that short breath, they can kind of get, get into this like cycle of their mindset of knowing I'm going to do my best and my hardest to get to that point. Um, and when I get there, if I just, if I just talk to my director of culture or someone in leadership, um, we can work together to make sure we can do that. That's awesome. So you've, you've definitely experienced that feeling that we've all experienced. Um, there are a whole lot of people out there listening to this who are, who, I mean, I, I like to think listening to this out of just needing community, needing to feel like, yes, I'm not alone in that feeling, no. but need, yeah. maybe needing a little hope too. So tell me, what does it look like for you to go to work when you get up on Sunday and maybe on Sunday evening before you go to bed, on, you're not necessarily excited to go in the office on Monday, but it feels like an extension yeah. of your life. You know, what, mm -hmm. what does it feel like to have life and work in relationship together? Just like I go through the to-do list I have at home here at the firm. Um, I'm just a natural, like mental list person. I'm a warrior by nature. Like you said, a duck with my feet kind of under the water, always thinking. Um, that's just always in the back of my mind. So I might lay in bed on a Sunday, making a mental checklist of that, that ongoing work. I get my work done, but you know, you always add to the bottom and keep going through your list. But I will say when I decided to look at it as like, you know, you're going to be fine. Just get through your work and, and do what you can. Because why would I want to just shut my brain? Why would I want to just shut it off and let it pile up when I could just 
kind of chip away at it at my pace and dedicate certain chunks of my day because it has, I can tell you, paid off in, you know, leaps and bounds. It's, it's much easier for me to look at my list when I know I'm doing my best to stay on top of it. And my mindset is more, we can do this. Not I can do this, not you can do this, but we as a firm can do this. So one of the things, one of the principles that is going to drive this whole conversation around choosing better Mondays is just taking the responsibility for your own happiness. Yes. So what we're looking for is a, a real practical idea, something that you do to, to give you perspective on your job, to give you like a deep breath and an understanding, a better feeling about going to work. Is there something practical or something that you can think of that really makes a difference for you in, in connecting work and life? I actually read a lot of Harvard Business Review articles on LinkedIn. Mm. They have one that is all about um, purpose in your career and how purpose is built, not found. Mm. Um, I feel like this is going to make me sound old, but I... <laughs> Uh, kids these days, <laughs> they just assume it'll fall on their lap sometimes. And not mm. just, I mean, I just think, it, you know, pe- some people have mindset that, uh, why isn't it happening to me? What, where's my purpose? Why isn't it just like presented to me on a table? Mm. I have found that if you stop and just find one thing, at least throughout your day, big or small, um, and find the purpose in that, it makes you feel less like a job and more like a career or lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting that you mentioned, you know, people in the midst of your purpose. One thing that I've noticed is that if the purpose is I got to pay the bills, it doesn't last very long. There's not a lot of energy that comes from that. So when you find those little things, I mean, it, what are the common denominators? Are, are, is it people? Is it, you know, is it using your skill set specifically? What, what kinds yeah. of things do you find purpose in? Right. Um, empathy is a big thing for me. I don't know. Have you ever used Strength Finder? I know we've talked yeah. about it. So my empathy was like, I mean, just leaps and bounds ahead of the rest for me. Um, hmm. You got to find that strength that you have and, and run with it. And mine's people. And so if my strength obviously isn't going to be preparing some tax return for our firm, that's never going to be my strength. That's not my specialty. That's not my career path. What my career path is, is these individuals that are walking through our doors, whether it's our staff or our clients helping them get from point a to point b or you know we've had clients call and they're they have a lot going on at home whether they've got a spouse that has cancer and they're trying to juggle dealing with that and their family and kids and here they are dealing with the first time they've ever had like an irs notice and they're freaking out and and just sitting down and meeting with them and letting them know reassuring them it sounds like little and it could only take 15 minutes of your day but what I have found is when you use your strength towards that, minds people, um, they'll tell you what it does. I, you know, when I, th- I hear you say that, I think about the word empathy and just what it means is it's a feeling that you have. And the problem with empathy is it's a curse if you don't yeah. take action with it. If right. it builds up inside you to the point where there's no outlet for it, it's an it anchor. actually makes it worse. Yeah. yeah, it makes your job worse. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think what I love about what you're saying is just this this taking it upon yourself to to do something. Right. Do something different. Do something that is is not just about work. Um, yeah. And I, I love the thought that I would go to work today and I wouldn't just wait for something to happen. Exactly. Um, 
yeah. I think I think about when things have been bad for me at work. I often wake up in the morning and wonder what bad things are going to happen today and almost walk into the office with this shield where I'm just passively trying to fend off things. And Mm -hmm. I love the thought that I'm going to find something active today um, to to use my own skill set in a new way. So it's awesome, Ashley. Well, you you have been a obviously an inspiration to me. There is this there's this thing that happens to me since I have no experience in accounting at all, but Rootworks is obviously a, a membership firm, uh, a membership organization for accounting firms. Um, I, I often can talk big, mm-hmm. you know, from a podcast mic or from a stage somewhere. And you have been so instrumental in helping be kind of my BS monitor to say, you know what, that might sound good from a stage, but here's what it, here's what it feels like in real life. Um, and that's, that's why I wanted to have you so early in the show, um, is because I, I want this show to be something that isn't just sentiment that is practical, yeah. that is real life. Um, and I think of you when I think of that. So, um, oh, I, I appreciate that so much and I appreciate your friendship. Um, and I really appreciate your perspective today, um, on the better Mondays. Thanks for being here. So excited, um, about, I'm sure that, that you will be on this show more than just today. Um, as we move forward, but, uh, thank you for being here and have a great day. Appreciate it. Yeah. You too, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, I love my conversation with Ashley. Um, we've got a chance to work together a lot over the last few years. Um, when it comes to developing a mindset and an environment inside small accounting firms um, for culture, and when it comes to loving your job, Ashley, to me, is is like one of the experts in my life right now. Not just because she's she's smart and she's doing some really good things, but because she's like trying it day in, day out in her own, in her own company, in her own job. Um, man, the company she works for, just amazing. Um, really, really cool place to work um, that allows her to see things differently. But I love that she introduces herself as the mother of the firm. Um, sounds like something I would yell out at night as I'm walking through the living room and step on a Lego that my kids left out. Mother of the firm! Um, but she is funny. She is really, really um, fun and has brought some really amazing things um, to the firm. And I'm hoping that you glean some things from my conversation with her. One is, I I love it when I run into somebody who just uses their their job as an excuse to be who they are. And I feel like it's it's like the 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 grown up version of working. You know what I mean? Like when you're young, especially at a at a new job, you kind of feel like you have to conform, um, and you probably do to some to some, at some level, you have to, you have to find your job description and you have to be your job description, right? Um, what do they expect of me? What is, you know, what am I getting paid for here? But as you grow, there ought to be this evolution where the organization and you start to figure out that what you're actually paid for is to be who you are. Like you're just, I'm paid to be John Mitchell on behalf of the Better Monday show. It's not that I'm paid to just be a host. It's not that I'm paid to, to try to be funny or try to be engaging. It's that what if I could just be me and make a living doing that? I would be happier. I would be better at what I'm doing. I would hopefully be more engaging and it would feel more organic and more authentic to everybody involved. 
And so my goal has been, the older I get, the more I work, how could I be more and more me and get paid for it? And Ashley seems to have figured that out. Um, she has gone into a space that maybe isn't known for having a, a culture representative and said, you know what? I'm kind of the mother around here. I'm sort of the person who, who wears my heart on my sleeve, pays attention to the humans most, cares for people before I think about the numbers. There are plenty of people around here who think about numbers. I think about the people first, so you guys think about numbers and I'll think about people. I'll just be me. And the organization has been able to see that that's not only a good thing, but it's actually worth paying for. And it's better than trying to jam Ashley into something, some title, some job description that really isn't her. So maybe if you're, if you're listening to this and you're a leader in your organization, what you could take from this is to say, you know, do you like the people that work inside your organization? And if the answer is yes, then could you figure out how to move them into a, a job and a, a responsibility and maybe even a job description that fits who they are as a human being, that, that allows them to, to underscore their own passions, their own desires, their own skill sets, allows them to grow deeper in the things they're already good at. One of the things that I've noticed in myself is over the past, especially the past three or four years, but definitely even five to seven years, I have gone from like wishing I was good at things that I'm not good at um, and trying to like watch YouTube videos about how to get good at them to like figuring out what are the things that I'm currently good at and getting better at those. Um, and by no means do I think that that's a, a recipe for good life or good work habits. But I do think there's a balance between how do I get better at some of these things that I'm not good at, but then the older I get, I've found my groove. I know what I do and what I'm worth being paid for. Can I do more of that? If you're listening to this today and, you're, and you, you work for somebody, you work for a boss, you work for a group of people, I'm wondering if, if maybe the next step for you is to go to them and say, you know what, I've found over my career that I am best at this, that it fits my personality, it fits my desires. On the weekends, I gravitate towards thinking about these things. I look at YouTube videos on my own time when it deals with these kinds of things, and I think I would be best in this organization when it involves this kind of thing. This is, this is what Ashley did. Um, and when you talk with Ashley, you get a sense, and she said in, our, in her, our interview, you know, that it's not always easy. It's not always fun for her. Tax season is really hard. But there's this sense of, she used the word purpose, which could be overused when it comes to work and culture. Um, but the idea of purpose is just, is there a bigger reason for me to be here than a paycheck? And I love that she said, you know, that, that if you can find purpose in just one thing a day, if you can find who you are in just one little thing every day, it, it, be, it propels you, it moves you forward, it allows you to feel like you're not just treading water on Monday through Friday. Um, I love the concept of getting paid to be who you are. I, I would love to, to have it as a mantra, as a, as a worker, as someone who has to spend time and, and chooses to spend time 40, 50 hours a week working to get paid, that I, it would be my goal to get paid to just be who I am um, and to represent the organization. You know, that idea of finding purpose in everything you do that Ashley 
talked about is something that again is is overused at times um but my daughter's figuring this out my daughter plays volleyball um really good volleyball player she's young she's 14 um and during the pandemic uh, i don't know when you're listening to this but we're just coming out of the 2020 pandemic um i hope we're coming out of it it's 2021 um and it feels like we're we're coming out of the pandemic but in the middle of it london was trying to figure out how to keep moving how to keep getting better as a volleyball player and she ran into this um youtube um sensation that carrie walsh jennings the the usa volleyball player was doing and she did some things on youtube and it really went well so she started doing these zoom calls during the pandemic and you could sign up for it and of course pay a lot um and it was a lot of money, but I was really trying to help London. So we paid for it. And oh my gosh, was it amazing. Carrie Walsh Jennings talks about what it means to become great at what you do. Um, and I, I'm sitting there listening to it. I don't know much about volleyball, but I'm thinking about it in terms of my own life. And at one point she says, if you want to be a ninja, she talks about being a ninja, which is in her mind is like the peak of what you do. If you want to be a ninja on the volleyball court, if you want to be a ninja at work, if you want to, if you want to kind of nail what you're doing, she, here's her quote. I wrote this down. She says, everyone wants to do the big things, but it's being steadfast with the little things that makes you a ninja. And it did something to my daughter. You know, she's 14 years old at the time. And it was, we started having this conversation about what socks she was going to wear to play volleyball in, about what, how, how she gets up in the morning and what she eats before she goes to work out, about what she's thinking about when she's, when she's working out and getting ready for volleyball, about her leadership and about the very little comments that she makes during a game or during practice to her teammates. And that one phrase from Carrie Walsh Jennings was this catalyst for my daughter, London, to create this effort towards pursuing the, the little things, just the day in, day out things. And, and after a few weeks, we got to talking about it, and it became this, this conversation that we, we still have, and I hope we always have, about did you take care of the things that you can take care of? I know there, there is a sense when it comes to your job that there are things that aren't in your control, that maybe your boss is passive aggressive. Maybe your, your leadership isn't as organized as they should be. And it is really easy to sit back in your chair and complain or get frustrated or get mad um, or be passive aggressive yourself. But if you want to be a ninja, thank you, Carrie Walsh, it's really not the big things that, that matter anyway. The big things begin to take care of themselves when you take care of the little things that you can control. So what would it look like if you planned out your morning before you go to work? The way London lays out her socks and the way she thinks about um, her water bottle, about what she's going to eat, about the routine that she has every day. What if you could develop a routine for work to take control of the things you're in control of? The small things, what time you get up, what time you get in and out of the shower, what you listen to in the morning podcasts, uh, news, whatever it is, all the way down to the coffee cup that you take to work every morning. If you could plan those things and create a routine that sets you up for going to work and controlling the little things, Carrie says that that's what makes you a ninja. When I think about Ashley's work, um, I think about the way that she's interacted with my life and the way I've seen her interact with her own team. And it is this commitment to the one little comment she makes to someone. It's the commitment to the little gift, the little conversation on Slack, the little moment of thanks. I don't know where you are um, in your work life, 
But man, I know a lot of people and I have a lot of friends who I just feel like are letting their work and their job happen to them. This is your opportunity. Today is your chance, whatever day you're listening to this. Today is your chance to start over, to commit to the little things, maybe create a routine around the things that you can control, to go in with an attitude that says, I'm gonna be a ninja by taking care, being steadfast with the little things. I'm gonna be paid to be who I am today. What happens when you string one day after another of those things together is that you start to see that your life and your work are, are sort of the same thing. That you don't have to draw these distinct lines between 4 o'clock on a Tuesday and 5.30 when you get home. That your life and your work live together harmoniously. That's the goal of loving your job. That you can have both at the same time, both life and work. So let's get on to the may use. It's always, if you listen to this podcast, um, moving forward, you're going to know that's, that's good news. That's the end. We're coming to the end of this thing. <laughs> Finally, I, my uh, grandfather was a preacher, and I can't tell you how many times when I was a kid I counted. I used to count how many times he would say, in closing. It's like six times. And, you know, he'd say, what does it mean what a preacher says in closing? Absolutely nothing. Um, but when it comes to the may use, I'm going to end every show with the may use. And the idea of these, if this is the first time listening, is I want to put the ball back in your court. What you heard today from Ashley, what you may have heard from me about flotsam and about, um, about taking care of the little things, um, all of these things are, are things that you can control. So if you're, if you're going to work today and you're frustrated with your boss, you're frustrated with your coworkers or even your clients, whatever it is, there, this is an opportunity for you to put the ball in your court because loving your job is first and foremost your responsibility. So here it is. May you get enough space in your life today to see any flotsam, anything that's floating around that's residue from your past that may be causing you to see your job in a way that isn't real. That residue for the past um, it could be coloring the way you see your job. And may you find space and perspective today to point it out in yourself and to address it. May you have the guts to love your job by choosing to use your work as a way to get paid for who you are. It is gutsy because it's easier just to go to work and let another day happen to you. But may you have the guts today to go to work and pay attention to the little things. And as Carrie Walsh says, may you commit to the little things and become a ninja at getting the most out of your work life. Hey, thanks for listening today. I don't take for granted your 20, 30 minutes with us. I hope you heard something today that makes your day better and gives you better Mondays. We'll see you next time. Come.